0: Hello, um, I'm so thrilled that we have Tong as our final guest in this 12 part artist um, anthropologist contributor series Fieldworks. So um, Tong Lee is a conceptual artist um, and her participatory projects integrate her anthropological research and political activism. In her work she's examining how um, one can survive, manipulate and regain the autonomy of political identities. Her work focuses on the hegemony of um, Chinese Sinocentrism, the trauma of modernity, and what she calls the current epistemological injustice. I love the way she describes her approach to her work. Um, She describes it as surfing, surfing with performances, uh, with web art, installation, fictional and experimental films, and all in all her work plays along the borders of contemporary art, academia, and crucially, politics. I think it's so exciting to have her speak as our last guest because she's um, really walking that line between art and anthropology and considering how art as a method can test, she says, the contemporary form of art technology and authorities. So, um, welcome. We're going to pass off over to Tsu to give her initial presentation. Um, you're now a co-host, so please continue
1: um, over to you, Tsu Okay. Um, thank you, uh, Maxim and Jen for um, opening the conversation. Um, I'm going to start with a bit of introduction of the uh, one of the show that me and Gabriel, which is another artist in uh, ant art, uh, was curating and is again going to uh, be at the show again at the end of this year, which is called Sense Field. It's also an, an anthropology cross-disciplinary exception uh, in Taiwan and we are like super looking forward for um, like any um, future kind of connection and um, uh, like connection and collaboration between uh, an art or perhaps um, with a sense field. So <laughs> And so I'm going to start with um, some int- uh, the introduction for my film, Writing the tongue Light. And now I'm going to um, share a screen. Just a second.
0: And just a little reminder whilst you're there Tsutong, it's super helpful if you can describe some of the visual elements of your work that you're screen sharing so that the radio um, or the podcast audience can follow along. Thanks.
1: Thanks. Uh, a great reminder. Um, so could you see, uh, like, what's now showing on the screen? Now, so what's now showing on the screen is uh, one of the screenshots that shows um, the characters in writing the time lag. Like, uh, for example, the caramel person or the interviewees uh, and also their age. Uh, the reason why showing that their age is because um, I think uh, like in the film, I, I construct the, the time that seeing the time as a, a relative uh, concept of not being uh, identify as, for example, uh, 1990, uh, ni- 1990 B.C. or uh, like in, uh, uh, in, in different kind of uh, time measurements uh, in different nations, but um, to uh, feel and um, have that history in our own body or in our own uh, personal history. So uh, that's why, uh, like, I also... Uh, choose the title writing the time lag, uh, which is like we are all personally like writing this history and time lags uh, in our bodies. Um, So for the film uh, itself, in order to reveal unheard voices in colonial history and to balance the gender biased image production process, The film is made with interviewees through a participatory process and completed by an all-female film crew. All the 50 millimeter shots are operated or directed by the interviewees. In Taiwan, democratization and modernization were majorly pushed by the international political tension between China and America. Starting with the indigenous woman and queer activists, marriage and personal romance, writing a time like Visit, one by one story of Amis woman activist, my young activist, Taiwan political workers who works in America, in DC, uh, indigenous shamans or Han cultural workers who work in um, indigenous community. And through all these stories, gradually reveals the current struggles in indigenous justice. Um, and the correlation between democratization and the reinvention of the indigenous gender labor tradition, and how globalization forms hierarchies in tribes, in communities, uh, and in Taiwan, and submerged the ways of seeing in the film. So, um, me as a part of Taiwan's new generation artist. Uh, I also have like foreign, uh, like stu- study background in, uh, my, my foreign study background is in film. And my, uh, I also have like imo- involvement with uh, the Sunflower Movement in Taiwan in 2014. Um, like all this experiment, uh, exper- experiences had made me uh, interest and focus on Taiwan's ethnic and gender identity history. So from 2016, I started my field research in politics. Um, and this uh, field research experience, I went to Taiwan's legislator office, uh, like political campaign, and even using undercover uh, uh, identity to sneak into PRC's party member union, like um, so People of Republic of China's union. Um, so I, I participated, um, I also participated training in D.C. to become uh, advocate for Taiwan's bill in America's Congress and later come back to Taiwan and joined um, several protests and even organized um, protests. So through this field research or through this witnessing process, I can like feel the complexity of Taiwan's post-colonial politics and especially this kind of international power struggle between Taiwan, China, and America. Uh, I studied in School of Art Institute of Chicago and now in MIT. And I really could feel this kind of huge gap between the America privileged institutions and the everyday uh, struggle of the indigenous communities. So, uh, for writing the time lag, it's, a, it's an ex- experimental documentary an essay film made after these political encounters. Um, as there is never a simple digital me between oppressor and oppressed, majority and minority, tradition, modern, memory, history. Um, Corporeal, spiritual, literal, oral. I use the camera and the metaframe of image in the film to symbolize and bridge this oppositional conflicts and relations. Uh, for me, writing the time lag is a medium for people using cameras to write through the gaps and lags in contemporary pre- contemporaneity. Um, so here follows another. Picture, which you can see now, that there is a man in the in the middle, and I, I have the camera, and uh, behind him there is like two two architecture two building. Uh, right, the the, the one uh, one building at the right is uh, the Balaguan, which is uh, the gathering place for uh, Puyumas, uh, the, the men in Puyuma's community. So I, I always like to start my introduction for writing a time lag with this picture because uh, it, it was like one of the chance I re- that is uh, really um, transform my, my art research or art creating experiences. Uh, so uh, in the middle, this man is called Gouming. He was an activist from Puma community. Uh, and he and he he introduced me to to his community and at the time I I, I saw there was a um, an artist who are carving their uh, ancestor pillar uh, for for their community and uh, I don't know I just like feel so much at the time because I realized that uh, the 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 artist who are carving that pillar they he has his audiences. Uh, That is, uh, And his audiences is is his people, and also uh, his ancestors, his ancestor spirits. Uh, But in contrast of uh, my art creating, uh, who's my audiences, or uh, who are the audiences for contemporary art? Uh, The question could, for me, even lead to like, who brought contemporary art to Taiwan? and how creative activities are strategically or being forced to transform into this nowadays form. Um, so, so many times I think like, uh, like who can like my art in dialogue with? I think like when I was, uh, I was an M study in, uh, for example, like America, uh, institutions when saying contemporary artists and putting contemporary artwork into uh, like in dialogue. Sometimes we are like um, saying you can like, situate your art in dialogue with perhaps like Andra Fraser, Hans Hockles, Sophia Kahl, but like, uh, and also, for example, for Gao Mingzi, I think for Gao Mingzi and the artists in his community, I think the people that he was uh, in dialogue with, it's very clear. It's his community, his people, his ancestors, uh, but I, I feel that there is like, a, a it is more of a complex question for me as a Taiwanese artist, like um, our Taiwanese identification, Taiwanese artists, uh, like our identification are built upon uh, national especially national identification are built upon layers and layers of colonial history. So uh, and also we are ourselves are also the colonizer of the indigenous people on, on the island. So um so when when thinking about like who who's my people, uh, like am I trying to talk uh, to, to Chinese? to uh, indigenous people or to to Taiwanese and like who is this uh, complex mixed Taiwanese community who even don't have like a a very uh, single uh, sort of uh, identification or a single sort of uh, uh, ethnic politics uh, or ethnic nationalism. Um, It is um, like also very, confusing for me and and it is also the starting point of like why are i i I decided to uh, continue this work on uh, thinking about like what's my culture and how like culture itself it's being become become a kind of like object of become uh, ontologically and uh, to to being uh, like observed um by 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 others um Yes. So um, I, I often like introduce this kind of situation with these two pictures. Like uh at the left is the uh the the, the the ancestor pillar uh made by Paiwan community from a singular family, um and the right is another artwork uh made by Uh, the the indigenous contemporary artist uh, in Taiwan called Papa Balong. And at this right pillar, um, you can see like there's a lot of uh, symbols uh, that is uh, like uh, the the cross or um, the the Christian or different kind of um, religion uh, symbols. And uh, he made this pillar um, indicating that um, that indigenous people could also uh, embrace all this global idea, this global uh, symbols, uh, and continuing uh, the, this path. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like this is a a, a switch um, and this kind of a a, a kind of like transition uh, for for lots of um, people who are facing this. Um, Struggles or, or uh between um, the tradition and uh, the, the the contemporary. Is it like ten minutes now? Because um, like the later one. Don't I worry. Collect-
0: I think um, your timing is okay. If you'd like to say a bit more, please please do. Since since it's uh, since we're listening to you, and um, that's that's great. And um, we will we will wrap it up and let you know um, gently if it gets a bit too long. But don't, no, you're fine now.
1: <laughs> okay let me tell let me know like when it's about time so um uh like after the field research i, I feel uh mainly i could like uh start to deal the problem in art and for four different sets of questions uh first one is about the authorship because uh for example uh the artist i know in the in the Puyuma community, uh, he was said that um, his artwork is not made by himself. It's an artwork that it's uh, made by ancestors spirits and he was just realizing it. Uh, And I was uh, as a artist who is like more coming from the contemporary art system. I was like really shocked because it seems like people around me is really tied to the idea of, like, the work It's like, my baby, and, and, um, I, I am the sole owner of, of the work, and, and so, uh, this, uh, it's also, like, lead to, uh, like, later I was, uh, very devoted to, uh, decentralized movement, and, um, other kind of, um, uh, more like technological uh, software uh, movement that it's uh, open open resources, uh, because like everyone could access to the content that you contribute, but there is like no a a definite uh relationship between you and your work, uh, and I think like that's a very smart and different set of idea contempt uh, comparing to what I was uh, familiar with. Um, A second set of uh, idea is to remanufacture the audiences, which is, um, for example, like my audiences, would. well, in more of the contemporary art context, I, I think my audiences would be the person who go to the museum, visit the exceptions, and especially perhaps people visit momas or or mocha. And um, I I met lots of artists who uh, have practiced that their audiences is not uh, in this kind or not even um, living species. Uh, There's an artist called Gao Junhong in Taiwan who uh, have an artwork which he produce uh, uh, a drawing on a wall of a ruin, so like actually nobody or rarely there won't be people visit that wall, but uh, that artwork was uh, being exhibited to uh, the the mountain ghost and the spirits living there. Uh, So I I think that it's also a very uh, interesting and different set of idea on how we could, uh, rethink and remanufacture reman- our relationship with uh, the audiences and who is our audiences. Uh, process as the purpose, uh, as the purpose. It, this is like this uh, third set of idea uh, is because uh, when I was doing writing a time lag and especially it was like with uh, I insist of like using all female film crew. Uh, and I, I, I realize when uh, we are doing, for example, um, when, when we are doing film, uh, when, for example, like when, when I was little, um, what I see, what is a good film is something like Hollywood, like, you know, there's like lots of bombing, lots of uh, in like high quality image, uh, uh, like very uh, Maybe like using very sophisticated, uh, sophisticated, um camera equipment, but all this equipment also may need um like huge uh, labor force. So, uh, when I was like doing writing a time lag, uh, there is some of the image. Uh, I said that it would be great if I could use a uh, drawing. Uh, I would like to have like image that is top down in the air, and at the time there was. No um, woman uh, drone operator in Taiwan with license. So we decided uh, then we don't use drone. And then in another set, we we want to have um, a special like lightning uh, in 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 our scene. And there is also like no there's no uh, woman in 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 for for lightning. So for, for light. Uh, so at the time, uh, we also like decided not to use uh, uh, that kind of light in the film. I think the result is um, that we don't actually expect, like, we, we first have the crew and then have the image, instead of we have the image in our head and then have the crew. If we have the image first, then I would like and would have a crew that probably have lots of men and like, well, duplicate uh, the, the the traditional way or the, the major way of like doing a film production, uh, more like Hollywood kind, perhaps. But um, uh, when in doing, um, rising the time, like I see like the film it's uh, coming from this people, the image it's, uh and the quality it's coming from from this community. Um, lastly, is uh, animate and ritualize, which uh, means uh, I I encounter also like in later research, uh, I, uh, I I I built relationship and encounter many indigenous artists, uh, and I find uh, one of way uh for them to decolonize art uh is uh to have like um, um people gathering together for example they are uh, doing when they are doing theater production or participatory production they will adopt uh their rituals in their in their artwork uh and sort of like, like creating a, a a gray area or blurring this boundary, boundary between this contemporary theater and their um, ritual practices. Uh, so when, uh, well, thinking about um, this set of idea on animate and ritualize, um, and also I realized uh, like how um, in a way we are thinking um, to trying to like demystify a lot of things, um, especially when we are doing any kind of um, knowledge production or even when doing um, artworks. So um, I would um, adopt this ritualized and animate ideas when I was, uh, for example, like doing film production. Uh, So to, um, so to, uh, kind of like uh, mystify and have different kind of vibe again in, in our community um, and the reason why I choose this picture uh, the, the current like now the picture that it's showing is an an eye on 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 the screen um, is because I, I think like that it's uh, something that it's like uh, the, the core of it like how we see things how we uh, see things as object or just see things as culture it, itself as an, um, uh, uh, and, and also, like, with this kind of, like, really top-down authoritative, um, gaze, and how could we just, um, decolonize or decentralized, uh, this kind of gaze is something that I am, um, working on.
0: Wonderful, thank you so much, um, and I know that we could keep talking much more about all the things. Um, um, I have questions already, but I, I would like to throw open to the floor in case <clears throat> in case anyone else has a burning question. And as usual, um, also you can, there are two you know or um, well, three of us now hosting, so you can also put some questions in the chat if they come up and um, as you're going along. Um, if there isn't um, either a, a hand raise or a, someone just unmuting yourself and speaking, um, then I will go ahead and ask uh, some of my questions. If that's okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. I mean, so just I'll outline my questions, perhaps, <clears throat> so you might want to connect them. I'm not sure, because in the end, particularly this third idea around processes and the is the purpose. Um, kind of does that i think um and what what it does i think is make the connections between art and politics and some of these smaller questions which i have around i mean not necessarily smaller but not just authorship and ethics but perhaps what a queer or feminist aesthetic might be that emerges from the ethics that, that are you know that from, from that practice um, i noticed for example obviously an all-female crew, but also some other really interesting choices around, you know, a single lens for some of the stuff that might relate to light or might relate to a perspective that I thought were interesting. But my first big question is: a lot of the time, there are these debates um, in the UK or in Europe oh. around the borders of art and politics, and I thought you'd be a really interesting person given the specificity, but also the breadth of your background and interests and in work. Do you consider your artwork as political work or is it, as you say yourself, I think <laughs> that you're interested in how art might serve or help transform politics? I mean, that's a, a complex set of thoughts. And, uh, I have my own view, but I would love to know where you where you are on that. And apologies if you can hear the noise in my background. I'll, yeah, I'll oh. leave it
1: there. Uh, that's a uh, that's really an awesome question. And I, I would like struggle with this question. So for for a long time, because like when I started to participate in various movements I always like question myself, like what can really an artist do within politics and many times I have to take off my artist hat within this protest because like artists, artist seems like not a very useful identity when um, like doing politics. Uh, and then recently, gradually, I, I feel I, I, I find uh, more of my answer and like I, I feel more competent um, thinking uh, like my artwork could be uh, a political work or a, a, a work of politics. Um, it's uh, my reason, one of my recent work, it's called For Economy. Uh, and very thankful, uh, th- thankfully, uh, the curator of the, uh, the For Economy Project, Yukiko is also uh, here at the, at the Zoom. Um, and uh, the, the, the Project For Economy uh, at the time was forming an alternative uh, democratic council um, to uh, invite different person, a uh, for example, from uh, LGBTQ movement, from indigenous movement, uh that the, the researchers in uh marine biology etc and have this council on uh, to discuss the question if uh, that is uh how to buy 1 milliliter uh milliliter of south china sea um, so uh so when when, when doing that uh lots of people who are uh, participated uh, have prior experiences uh, in in their in 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 their uh, uh, prior uh, difficulties in their area for example there was envir- uh, there was representative from environmental group who are dealing with uh, one of the problems called like asian um ACC, asian cement uh, company problem which is a company who are activating uh, com- uh, Cement in an in indigenous community. So they often face this kind of um, um, distrust uh, feeling in uh, their, their meetings between the government, the indigenous community, uh, the environmental group, and uh, 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 etc. Uh, and it's hard for them to facilitate. And when they uh, come to this art uh, project, and uh using kind of like more experimental way on thinking of a more hypothetical question such as how to buy a, a 1 milliliter of south china sea um, they kind of like getting something different and and like uh, from that process and i think like from that artistic process they could um kind of um Maybe I hope like inspire or change a little when they are um doing their own negotiating work in their real life in their group.
0: Great, thank you, thank you for that really um yeah practical and deep answer. Um, I want to I want to not say more because I could in fact even about concrete in Asia, <laughs> but um but let's uh let's see if anybody else would like to jump in. Um, Janine, Madeleine. Please. Yes, thank you. Thank you for
1: this exciting presentation. I actually um, had a thought that is quite close to to Jens because I had to think about Roncière when you were talking and his idea of the distribution of the sensible, where he said that actually both the arts and the politics are kind of consubstantial, like having the same, um, the same, Art's word afforded affordance maybe to distribute the sensible and kind of distributing social roles and norms and stuff like that. So I was wondering, this is quite a theoretical concept, but from an empirical point of view, would you agree that uh, the the being of politics and the being of arts is kind of related? <laughs> well, if I say yes, it would it be too just like? A conventional answer.
2: Um, Yeah, it does. Why you have to say a little bit more because it's all about (laughs) the nuance. Please tell us. Um,
1: Well, yes, unfortunately, art and politics are are really uh, related. I think like a lot of artists would think and would hope their art are not related to politics or not serving for politics, hoping that artwork wouldn't be a propaganda tool for politics or any kind of particular idea. And perhaps also hoping um, like uh, the materiality of an artwork could um, have even like more transcendental Consequences that beyond uh, just politics, so I think that it's one of the uh, major uh, like differences, or maybe like one of the the debate when uh, when people are saying uh, like art should not uh, com- like being com- com- uh, combined or like discussed together with the pod- with politics. Uh, but just like for me my my pol- uh, my my personal experiences is, is yes, I, of course, I want to do art that it's like not politico- political at all. and then then I suddenly find out like, but what's my culture like when I want to create and I am like creating from my culture, from any kind of visual references I know or or cultural references I know and these cultural references are like deeply inrooted in this um history in Taiwan in this colonial and colonial history or colonizing history in Taiwan. Um so for me I feel I have this obligation or responsibility to reveal that uh because, like love is something that I love so much and and something that i I really want to create. and so I, I, I really want to to reveal this part to to
3: my audiences.
2: Thank you very much for this answer. So yeah, it's it's a it's quite a complicated topic and there is there's so much written on it. And I think, yeah, it's true that Francières has, has this wonderful way of making it quite um, concrete and say that, yeah, the, and, and it has to do also with the bombing and the HD that, that the high definition cameras that you mentioned, right? That there is a kind of, these things are not evenly distributed. And, and maybe also it's it, it's interesting to think that that the audience that you will get in the end is also um from this kind of image that you will get that the image that you get from the crew will not be the same as if you were doing this kind of hollywood movie because yeah the 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 the, the sensible is, is distributed in such a way that uh, that um, maybe part of your target audience politically like that you would be interested in addressing would like to have bombing and would like to have some kind of funny, funky action going on, you know? And maybe the elite will like this, what you do because it is very much up to what they know and and what they are already expecting. And um, so I was wondering about the role of humor and the the role of taking things lightly, which is also so important in this kind of uh, situations, just to give a little bit of context before I let you answer. I worked for a long time with and about an artist that is called Jonathan Mazer and he works with very political matters but he does it in a very weird way, not being critical just making fun of everything and saying I'm just the object of the thing happening and by saying that he quotes actually he quotes Hitler and saying like Hitler like was doing this as well and it's kind of creating resistance by making things really weird and making and showing that this is actually the best way and the most efficient way to do it is to let things happen in a certain way but always very strongly saying that humor is a very important criteria of felicity and for mm-hmm. now you didn't address this so much and I think this question of like how do you address you know this audience who is you know, not in the is not going to be touched by your aesthetics because you want to address it in a different way. So, yeah, my question is becoming very entangled. But I think you have an answer for that. Thank you. Yeah, uh,
1: I I wish I could uh, also use um, humor in my in my artwork too, but I am not. Um, I feel I'm not very talented. Uh, I've tried it. <laughs> Yes, I could
2: um, have more practice. This uh, aspect. No, we we are still very open for questions of the audience, and um, they can be all sorts of questions. We're really eager to have your um, your your eye. It can be. We have artists working with uh, with camera here as well. We have Savi here and Pekka we have also artists working on well we have different kinds of people that we're used to try to challenge and ask them to ask questions so please take the mic Or maybe Jen <laughs> if you have a supply yes, have I a can. Less, I'm <laughs> less supply of questions and remarks so please the concrete concrete in Asia okay. did, China. Did, did
3: make a oh, Pekka Pekka was Pekka. so yeah uh, if so the people you work with so they have used the camera and they have the like their per- perspective <clears throat> and uh, my experience also that has been mainly with young people and in Mexico, Virarica people, for instance, that that they were kids and uh, actually when they were playing, and they wanted to tell the story to the Sami people in in very north. So in, and they their idea was that they wanted to show how different we live here. And actually, the film they make, the short one was, uh, it was called that we are sweating a lot. <laughs> And so that was the the main point actually to tell to the people in the North that how the climate is different. And actually the the way they were doing it was that they were showing their faces and they were showing a flower. And then one of their friend was taking a sip of water and then they went to swim. And uh, I think that it was so kind of, uh, how would I say, even a haptic way that I, I would never, you know, imagine to present their culture in my, my country. So I, I guess I, you, you have that kind of, I'm curious if you have had kind of opening-eye experiences with the material that you have worked. Um, well,
1: would you... Um... Would you uh, more sp- specifically describe your question on uh, what do you mean by opening eye? I mean, like uh, w- when you said um, they have- Kind of that,
3: uh, the way that actually uh, present something very you know, familiar and actually somebody else is presenting it completely different. Maybe because we are used to seeing the films. So we know how to you know, make the representation of something. But actually, the way these kids made it it, it was very different, so that's what my curiosity is that if you did have with your the people you work kind of similar situations that
1: yes yes uh, yes i I think uh yeah we we kind of encountered the, the, the similar uh situation actually um but in in a different way, because like most of the people that I interview with are activists. So so most of them are actually uh, more wanting to uh, advocate or tell their problems verbally than um, shooting an image. So when I said that um, it would be great if you can like, uh, like, you will be the director and, and like shooting your sequence. And then most of them want to have like a very interview form. Like they want to be like being interviewed, and I ask the questions and they have the answers. So uh so the res- result is actually in contrast, not that visually pleasing, I think, like because it's most of them are in the in the interview setting. But um uh, later, in the later interviews, I, I decided to kind of uh, 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 try to like have different practice. So I would say, I would say like, I, I would um, have more practice or more materials before uh, they started the interview. Like for example, like setting the camera and they let them play with the camera first and kind of let, let them feel what a camera can do rather than just like putting there with a tripod and like they being interviewed. And so this kind of problems are are, are like less um, in, in the later process.
0: And I'm, I'm now participating on my phone because I had internet connectivity issues. So I, forgive me if I missed anything or if I'm asking just to say I've already answered this but um because I missed unfortunately the question but I really wanted to come back to the question of audience um, but I wanted to bring it into dialogue with a more difficult question and um, a more interesting kind of personal question on some level which is about um the privilege that is um embedded in those questions around audience and arts audience like who are the type of people that go to see contemporary art um, and I just wanted to mention that another. I mean, I've I've had a a small um, um, work event in in Taipei in Taiwan. I've spent some time in there, and I have a, a a friend who's also Taiwanese and is also educated. Her background was originally in like like landscape design, and I noted that yours was agricultural economics, which I thought was really interesting. And then through education, you've you've traveled to the States. And I think for her, she traveled to Europe. And I, I think there's something about privilege and power and the possibilities of transnational identities, you know, that comes with being an artist and all this stuff, um, that which is the difficult part, I think. But you also raised some really cool questions about arts audiences potentially being, you know, non-human mountains or spirits or other kind of animate bodies. And so I just wanted to ask you a kind of really multiple manifold complex question around who your art is for and how those privileged experiences and those educations and the, the money and the, the connections that are behind all of that also serve to be complicated or questioned or like where you stand in relation to all of those things which is a huge question I know but I'm just really interested to to hear a bit more about your perspective um, in terms of the audience and your your own privilege in relation to the bigger issues you're asking. <laughs> if you don't mind trying in a few minutes,
1: <laughs> this is a terrific uh, question. Um, so uh, I can first answer very briefly by the example of writing the time lag. Um, so, like uh, for writing a time lag, for me it's uh, still like work in progress. Um, because I'm finding money for translating the whole film into Amis language, uh, so for me, oh, it it's definitely a struggle when doing um, the later uh, editing because I, I at the time I realized like when I was like having the camera, I probably have that invisible audiences in my head that presuming this audience is, is will be at museum. And then when I was sitting in front of the editing table, I was thinking, okay, I want to contribute this film to the, the indigenous community with the people that I encountered with. So there is like a lot of, uh, um, it, 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 it has encountered lots of audience um, problem, but, but eventually I think uh, when, when it is done, uh, I, I hope that uh, the whole like, the language, the main language would be Amis language and well, more like direct uh, the, the work to, to audiences in, in Taiwan's indigenous community. Um, yes, for this transnational questions, um, the audiences. Um, I, th- I think I kind of happened to at the face of, um, Requestion my artist identity. Requestion my I- artist identity. Uh, because uh, I was like holding this artist identity for a very long time. For like at the time, I think, okay, I will be an artist for my whole life, something like I really want to create. And then uh, in recent days, maybe perhaps like doing some exception and having this. Uh, experiences within different disciplines then I start to like question this artist's identity that I have hold for so long and for like this audience the particular audiences that I, I I presume that it was invisible in my head for for such a long time um, so I, I uh, and, and for like later practices I also feel I could have the energy and power, even with the name of the artist outside or using this name. Um, But I could like uh, tell things or do things uh, in different way with different audiences, for example, like audiences who are more actually in in politics. which is maybe they are like barely going to the museums uh, in their daily life or, or read any anthropological books in their daily life. Or perhaps uh, even with this artist hat, I could still say something with them. And yeah, I think that it's one of um, my, my resolution, like recent, recent thoughts on, on this.
0: that's great thank you um, um i didn't i think the approach towards an in, um making a film in an indigenous language to is a very simple but also really powerful way of saying hey this is this this brings almost like another another lens into or another perspective to everything else that can be so um, you know clever and and and, and complicated and, and artistic and aesthetic in different ways but it really kind of positions you in an interesting way and if we could we i'd love to talk more about that process of translation and of the indigenous politics and in, in taiwan which i'm aware of a little particularly in relation to some forest communities and so on um mm-hmm. but that's for another day maybe um i can't see maxime i'm on my phone so i can't see if anybody else is there asking questions and i don't want to uh, overwrite them but, it so can I so. but I'm interested
2: it? as well <clears throat> I'm very interested also in the question of okay, virginity cool. and like the you know, native communities because you said it also in the beginning as an artist and contemporary artist you also are in, in a position that is okay you have this other you know political power China knocking at your door but you are yourself in a position that is also not so, not so clear so like not so clear it's obvious that you know that your people took the land from other people. Um, so last time we were in Canada, actually, so <laughs> there were Kate Hennessy and Trudy Smith, and they were they started by um, by acknowledging the territory, which is something very commonplace to do in in these academic communities there in Canada, saying, "Okay, I'm speaking from a land that is uh, that was taken illegally from other communities." Which is not that they will leave immediately and seize all activities because they are there and that's the way it is but um yeah that's also kind of uh it's it's um it's a difficult question but it's yeah the, the the question of yeah of china knocking at the door is also something that contributes to kind of change the balance there so um, yeah i really want, was wondering would i would have to learn to, to hear a little bit more on that please
1: oh particularly on, on
2: China or on... Um, no, on the, on, on the complex conundrum of being between in this position that you are like, yeah, of not, yeah, of, of being actually maybe uh, on such an uncomfortable position, <laughs> which is, yeah. Yeah, that's just like
1: uh, happening in everyday life of uh, this um un- uncomfortable um un- un- uncomfortable position um, but also like I-, I think one of the reason i decided to 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 get involved with uh the the indigenous studies or indigenous issues in taiwan is because uh i, I think like taiwan taiwanese in general is like really aware of like chinese oppression and most of the time we, we think of ourselves as as the victim of this hegemony. Um, mm. And but rarely do Taiwanese think that we are also the colonizer or for for indigenous people in Taiwan. So um I I think for what I try to do I guess is um is to I, I think like ideally in my in my mind if Taiwanese people could really reflect like how how could Taiwanese people expect Chinese to really expect us if we didn't sort out like how we eventually become actually an oppressor for others. Hmm.
3: Um,
1: yeah so I don't know if that answers somehow or respond to to this. I'm not
2: sure. It's a question that can be answered, but thank you for trying. And.
0: Uh... <laughs> and I think, um, and I, and I think, given the intersections that we've been saying have been raised, and given the project of actually a really interesting and increasingly so project where um, decolonization is being coupled with other approaches, um, whether those are feminist, anthropological, um, anti-authoritarian or whatever, I th- uh, as a project born of a European association, with um, artists and anthropologists working in, in lots of different places and cultures, I think, um, perhaps this is something we should attend to more thematically somehow, um, in a way, you know, just give it give it some time and attention and people can think on the questions that we've asked, and, and raise Within each particular work, and perhaps the next set of talks, can raise um, the connections between between works and ideas um, more collectively. Um, that would be our hope, isn't it, Max? Um, it's Absolutely. 301, so um, yeah, um, maybe it's time.
2: <laughs> Yeah, we have this tradition to kind of cut after one hour because we have this, yeah, it was very useful, I think, on the long run to keep these sessions really um, uh, one hour. And... Um, Oh yeah, we have, uh, we have a comment by Yukiko saying, being somebody is always political and Tsutong is one of very few artists who is aware of it. I think it's a beautiful word to, to close. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much, uh, Tsutong Lee, for being with us as contributor to the exhibition and uh, for today, for this talk. Um, that was really wonderful. Um, So I'd like to thank all of you who attended the talk and... um, And mention
0: mention us by way of advertising Pekka's upcoming exhibition installation, which she's invited us all to attend also in the chat. I'll just read it out quickly. Um, The 5th of June is the first version of his big project at the Research Pavilion of Arts University Helsinki. There will be a streaming live discussion Please feel free, Becca, to share the link with everyone and with the Antart list. And um,
3: fantastic. Well, I will do is then when when we will have it. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Wonderful. great
0: I'll pass back to Max thank you Max for the closing thank you very
2: much I don't have much to say thank you very much again and um, see you soon we will send you a, a new program hopefully in a couple of weeks or months maybe uh, with new talks that will be coming uh, to guide us on the road to Lissabon 2022 um, so thanks again all of you for Thank you for the regular to, to the regulars for being so so present and uh, thank you all the contributors for 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 your good work. Thank you uh, Francisca and um and Ana Maria and and Anna for for yeah for all the, the good design and all the the work that you provided around the exhibition and 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 to these to the stalks that that's really great work. Thank you so much. And um well I wish you a wonderful Friday evening <laughs> you all.
0: Yes.
1: Wonderful. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye -bye. Goodbye.
2: Bye-bye.